I, I wanted to be able to speak with you uh, this morning on Luke 15. And uh, Luke 15 is a, is a huge passage of scripture. Jesus Christ is um, telling three parables. And to understand the parables that you guys probably already know this, but we try to keep one major truth in every parable because you can apply it in such a degree in secondary truths and thirdary truths, if you will. But you got to keep to the first um, principle or the first um, reason why Jesus is telling the story. And so we're given that uh, a couple of times because he has three parables in Luke 15. Verses 1 to 7 deal with the parable of the lost sheep. And 8 and 9 and 10 deal with the parable of the lost coin. And then 11 to 32 is a third parable, one that we know very, very well, which is the parable of the lost son. In understanding the first parable, in verse 7, it says, Jesus says, I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repent, repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. So he gives to us the, the central thought of that parable. Verse 10 gives us the central thought of that parable of the lost coin that says, likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And so the first two parables are alike. And then the third parable, he does not give us a um, statement like that. But in 32, we'll end up there and we'll see what Jesus is getting across to all of us. But I want, I want to read, I would like to begin by, by reading, uh, starting in verse 11 of the parable of the lost son. And Jesus said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that fall to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. And this is where we get the term prodigal son. And when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to, and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise, makes a decision, go to my father, and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose, came to his father. And when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. I don't want you to forget verse 20. I have a very specific thing I want to talk to you about today. But we know the rest of the story in verses 21 all the way down to 32. His dad loves the fact that his son has come. His son tells him that he's sinned and that he wants to be a servant. And the father puts on a celebration. His uh, brother comes home and finds out what's going on and, said, and confronts his dad, won't come in. And his dad comes out to him 
And he said, I have never gone away from what you've asked me to do. So there's a lesson there for us to learn. But as soon, he says in verse 30, as soon as this son of yours, very interesting phrase, as soon as this son of yours, not my brother, son of yours, came, who has devoured your living uh, live, a livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. This is his dad's response. Son, get these two things. You are always with me. And there's where the problem comes. Because that, more than anything else, is important. You are always with me. To be with the Heavenly Father is everything to us. And all that I have is yours. Those are the two things. He says, you have me and you have all I have. It's yours. It was right that he should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead, is live again, was lost and is found. So that's the whole parable where, where I want to come to apply this is in verse 20. So he arose and came to his father. And when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran, fell on his neck and kissed him. Here's my one thing I want you to not forget today. We come as often as we can to pray. One thing I want you to remember and to take in your heart and walk away with and hold the rest of your life. Never, never, never give up on your children. Now, I don't know where your kids are. I know where mine are. And I know that two of mine are not following the Lord. And I, I understand that. Three that are loving Jesus and walking with Jesus. But the, the difficulty with this that I want you to understand is that never, ever, ever give up on your children. I don't care if they've gotten into drugs. I don't care if they've gotten into bad relationships. I don't care if they've walked away from Jesus. You never, ever ever give up on your kids. You battle the devil every single day in your prayers for your kids because your heavenly father loves your children more than you love your children. So when you consider this, that this father who had one son walk away, live in terrible ways, it says there in verse 20, and when he was a far way off, his father saw him. Why was that true? Because his dad was looking every single day for his kids. We've got to be the same. We have to fight the battle for our kids. We have to. We have to place that before us all the time in our prayers. God, God, I know you love my children. I cry out to you for them. I'm begging you to bring my children home to you. Don't be discouraged. Don't let the devil tell you that it's not going to happen. I don't care if they're 50 years old or if they're 40 years old or they're 10 years old. Never, ever give up on your children coming back to Christ, ever. Always take the walk. Always walk to the Lord. Always bring your burdens to Jesus. But if we in this world succumb to the evil intentions of the evil one and think, you know what? I think it's, it's just not good at all. It's not going to happen. And we give up praying. 
what happens is we stop looking for the son or the daughter to come home. And we cannot ever do that. God has given your children to you for a specific reason. Pray for them, do battle for them before the Almighty God, so that all of our children, all of our children, one of the prayer requests that we have in our church that we pray often is, Father, bring the children home. Bring them home. Bring them home to you. So that was the burden that came in my heart when, when Rick asked me to speak today. I, and I want you to hold on to that. Be like the, the, the father in this, in this uh, parable where he was out looking for the son, waiting for the son in faith, looking for his son to come. And let that be your heart. Know this, your heavenly father loves your children more than you do. So you're not going to try to convince him. You're wanting him to act out on his love for your children. Never, never, never give up on your children. That's the burden I wanted to give to you today.